Welcome to the Growth Moves Podcast with Rob Tyson. Welcome back, listener. Rob here. And the next few shows are going to be solo shows. I'm going to talk about the three messaging essentials. Now, this is a small part of the work I do with my clients in my program, Launchpad. And Launchpad is for you if you help businesses to grow in some way. And we'll work with you to conceptualize, create and enroll your first clients into a new one-to-many program, learning program. Typically, you can run online will help you set up a simple selling system and design a customized plan to build up to at least a six-figure business by the end of 12 months. Um, That's for qualifying clients. Now, if you're interested in that, pop along to chatwithrob.com and let's have a conversation. That is chatwithrob.com. But what I want to talk about today is this. Now, to succeed in the market, in addition to providing a really solid, valuable outcome, to your clients, of course. There are really three essentials that you need to have in your messaging. So these are the three things that you need to have. So number one, you need to be interesting. Number two, you need to be credible. And number three, you need to be unique. And we're gonna talk about the first one of those uh, being interesting today. So interesting, credible, unique. And you need all three of those or we've got a problem. If you think of this like a Venn diagram, you need to be right there in the middle where you're interesting and credible and unique. Because if you're missing any of those three elements at any one time, you fail. Because if you're not interesting, well, you never grab attention. So people never hear about you in the first place, right? Um, If you're not unique, you are, of course, a commodity. And that means that people perceive you as just like all the rest. So you come under constant price pressure and it's just a kind of a race to the bottom for you. And if you're not credible, people doubt you too much. So they, they, they just don't end up buying from you or buying in the quantity that, that they should. And that's the end of it. So we are going to talk to today about how to be interesting. And then in the next couple of podcasts, we're going to talk about how to uh, how to get the other elements, how to be credible and how to be unique. But today we're going to talk about how you uh, can be interesting. So how can you be interesting? Well, it's actually simpler than you might think. And it really boils down to this. It's like a guy called Bill Taylor put it, you zig while others zag, you zig while others zag. So what does that mean? Well, there are three steps I recommend you should take when you're thinking about this. Step one is to analyze the market mood. Step two is to take a contrarian position. I'll explain what that is. And step three is to crystallize that position into what I call a BCI. And uh, a BCI, well, I'm going to keep you in suspense. We'll talk about that in a minute. So those are the three steps. Number one, analyze market mood. Step two, take a contrarian position. Step three, crystallize that position into what I call a BCI. So let's look at each of those steps in turn. So step number one, analyze the market mood. And you're really looking at two things here. So number one, think about your market that you serve. Number one, what's already failed them? That's the first question. And number two, what messages are they hearing about how to solve their problem? So let's deal with the first one first. So what's already failed them? So the thing to realize here is that because 
you know, you should be choosing to solve a big problem for your potential clients. And because you should be solving a big problem, by definition, we can usually infer two things. So number one, we can infer that they've probably tried to solve it before because it's a big problem for them. And number two, logically, whatever they tried didn't work, right? Because if it had a, had a work, they wouldn't need you. They wouldn't still be looking. So given that's the case, can you see how insane it is to go to these clients with a message that is basically the same as what they've tried before and failed with? It doesn't make any sense, right? Because we know they've tried to solve it before and whatever they tried didn't work. So if you go in there with exactly the same message that they're hearing from other people, you're just doomed to failure, right? So this, however, is what a lot of providers are actually doing. So they're going out into the market with a generic message and it may talk about benefits, but it, what you'll find is that it's tone deaf because it ignores the wider context. So we don't want to fall into that trap. So the questions we want to ask when we're um, analyzing and thinking about market mood are, as I say, what have they already tried that didn't work? Have they used competitors? What didn't they like about those competitors? What do they fear may happen again that they need to be sure won't happen with you? What messages have they heard repeatedly in the past? And are they hearing repeatedly now about how to solve the problem? And once you've got a handle on those things, and you can just make a list of these things, you begin to understand what we must not say if we want to be interesting. Uh, because we, <laughs> it's kind of like a list that we have that says, okay, look, you know, you really can't say this because this is what everyone else says. Uh, and we know that that's failed them in the past. See what I mean? So that's step number one. Just have a look at the market mood. What's already failed them? And what messages are they hearing about how to solve their problem? Step two, as I say, is to take a contrarian position. What does that mean? What does it mean to be contrarian? Well, the dictionary definition of the word contrarian is a person who takes an opposing view. So especially one who rejects the majority opinion. So it's a person who takes an opposing view. They reject the majority opinion. So why is it a good idea if you can be contrarian in your messaging? Number one, you're going to attract attention because you're different. Number two, those people who we talked about who tried and failed with the old approaches may just listen to you. And number three, if you do it right, it's going to add to your authority. Because if you think about this phrase, thought leaders, what does that mean? A thought leader, by definition, has to say things that the crowd is not saying, right? Because otherwise they're not leading. So they can't be a thought leader if they're just um, saying what everyone else is saying. Yeah. So, um, as I say, you attract attention. People who've tried and failed with the old approaches may listen to you. And if you get it right, it's going to add to your authority. Now, am I suggesting that you automatically always just take a contrarian position uh, just for the sake of it? Not necessarily, but consider this. You know, one thing to bear in mind is if you do what everyone else is doing, and if you advise your clients to just do what everyone else is doing, then by definition, you and your clients will only ever get average results, right? So if you want av above average results, you can't do what everyone else is doing. So when you're thinking about how to add this contrarian um, edge to your messaging, here's my suggestion. Don't make up a contrarian position that has no basis in what you believe. But what you want to do is look for and play up the contrarian aspects of what you already think. So it needs to be based around something you believe and also something you can back up with evidence. Now, the, the evidence can come from research. But what I'm stressing is 
This is an insight you already have. And what I'm saying is take that insight and in the words of Spinal Tap, crank it up to 11. So feel free to get emotional about it, sharpen it, and just put it front and center as a point of difference. It's something that you say or know, but which no one else or hardly anyone else is saying. So a good place to start with this is what's wrong or broken with your industry? What annoys, irritates, or angers you about your industry? How does it fail clients? What should be happening instead? You know, this can be very rich terrain for coming up with your contrarian positioning. And I think there are there are three basic angles to this. There are three kind of things you can stand against. Number one is conventional wisdom. Number two is villains in the marketplace. So is, is there someone or something in your industry that can play the role of a villain? So it could be um, unscrupulous providers or it could be the regulator or, you know, whatever whatever it may be. But can you take a stand against marketplace villains? Um, you know, one of the reasons that's powerful is, frankly, most people would rather blame someone else than blame themselves for their problems. Um, another way, as I said, that you can stand against something is you can stand against what's broken in your industry. Um, so, you know, that may not be a villain. You know, it, it may just be um, the industry not keeping up with changing times or technology or whatever it may be. So having done that, the final step, as I said before, is you want to crystallize your position into a BCI. And I didn't tell you what that stands for. So BCI is a big contrarian insight, a big contrarian insight. So your uh, your big contrarian insight, the purpose of this thing is to compress your contrarian position down into a single idea or phrase or short paragraph that you can use to grab attention and pave the way for you to deliver your message. And you will typically find your big contrarian insight in the gap between what your prospects think is the real problem or and or solution and what you know to be the actual problem and solution. For example, one of my most successful promotions was based around a, a big contrarian insight, which was the death of online course creation. And that was inspired by what was broken and something that annoyed me. So what I was um, what annoyed me that I could see happening in the industry was the um, the online course model being heavily promoted, um, but this model where the idea is that oh well you know you make you make a course you charge twenty bucks for it and you you sell ten thousand of them and that's the model. And the reason this annoyed me was was because I could see it just simply wasn't working in the modern era for the vast majority of creators of content or indeed consumers of these courses because we know that the the completion rates on these things is just unbelievably lousy i mean it's like one or two percent or something like that so it's not working for creators not working for consumers either um so i knew this was the case and the people who'd been trying and failing with that model already knew it was the case as well. But all the messages in the market were saying this, you know, they were just saying, look, you know, stick up an online course, you know, make money from an online course. Um, and that's not to criticize them. But the point is, you know, if that's the state of the market and you have people in the market who really want to make it work, but they failed with all that stuff. The, you know, these people need to understand that you're different and that you're um, you, you have something different to say. So I hope you've found that helpful. If it's interesting to you, as I say, this is work we do in Launchpad. You know, we help 
clients figure all this kind of stuff out, figure out the big contrarian insight and all that good stuff. But that's all I'm going to say in this show. So as I say, that was talking about being interesting. Uh, And as I said before, we need those three things like we talked about before. We have to be interesting, we have to be credible, and we have to be unique. So in the next podcast, we'll talk about how you can be credible. And then the one after that, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about how you can be unique. And as I say, you want all those three things at the same time. Think of that Venn diagram. Anyway, I hope you found that helpful. Uh, Thanks for listening and I will see you next time for the next installment. Hey, it's Rob again. Want to build a successful online business from your expertise? Well, the game has changed. There are bigger opportunities, but also bigger pitfalls than ever before. And I would hate for you to waste years figuring these things out for yourself. Now, as a listener to this show, you're obviously a sensible person, right? So here's my invitation to you apply to jump on a call with me in the next few days and let's talk about you. You will get feedback on your ideas. You will get a product concept that is fit for right now and you will get a personalized sales and income plan to take away. That is free, but availability is limited. So please go along right now to chatwithrob.com. That is chatwithrob.com. Do that now. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Once again, that is chatwithrob.com. Talk to you soon.